Great. Well, thank you so much, Joe, for reading that for us. Keep that open because that amazing passage we just read is going to help us think about what we mean by this idea of God knowing everything, that little word omniscient. I don't know about you, but um, from our birth, we, we do love to learn, don't we? Um, because when we're born, we learn to walk, to speak, to ride a bike. Maybe when we're older, we learn uh, complicated things like how to play the guitar or how to use Zoom, which we're all having to learn at the moment. Uh, we are learning animals, aren't we? The writer Mark Twain famously said that when he was 14, his father was so ignorant, it was painful to be around him. But by the time he had got to 21, he was astonished how much his old man had learnt in those seven years. But we are learning people. We have such opportunity today, don't we, to learn from the internet, from millions of books we can read. But of course, what matters more in the Bible is not just knowing things, but knowing a person. That's what counts. John Calvin said that all knowledge starts with knowing two things, knowing God and knowing ourselves. So today we think about this theme, God is omniscient. It just does just mean God knows everything. We get the word science from the second part of that word. God knows everything. And if you just open that book of Job again, chapter 38, we'll look in a second at that chapter. But just glance across the page to chapter 37 and verse 16 says, God is perfect in knowledge, perfect in knowledge. Rather like in Psalm 147, the psalm writer says, God's understanding is infinite, without bounds, no limit to it. God knows perfectly. Now, again, I don't know about you, but I'm not like that. We did a quiz on Friday, as Carol mentioned, and I won't tell you, but out of 420-something teams taking part worldwide, we didn't cover ourselves with glory. Some teams did really well, but who knows every sports question that could ever be asked? There are so many things we don't know, even though there are many things we do know, but God is in a different league. He knows everything. So let's just ask this question firstly. What does God know then? What does God know? Have a look with me um, in a second at this, this Job 38, because God knows himself. That's true for a start. Paul says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2, that no one knows the mind of God except the spirit of God. He knows his own mind, his own heart. Uh, we're not like that. We have what they call blind spots, don't we? Things that everyone else knows about us, everyone knows except us. We don't even really know ourselves sometimes, but God knows himself perfectly. He knows his love, his righteousness, his wisdom, his glory, his eternity. But God also, here we get to our passage, God knows every creature he's made because he made them. Rather like if a carpenter makes a chair, they know everything about that chair. They made it. God knows every creature. We haven't got a time for detail look at this chapter now it's a grand tour though isn't it of all of creation starts in those first verses four to seven with how God knows the world that he formed verses eight to eleven by him the oceans were given boundaries put within their places the land masses 
he says, were shaken out like we might shake the dust off a tablecloth. Verses 19 to 21, God knows where light and darkness dwell. Things that are mysteries to us. He goes on, verses 22 onwards, that God knows the inside of a rain cloud where thunder and lightning come from. And knows the course of a stream cut after rainfall. At the end of that chapter, we saw God knows where the lioness will find her prey for her young. And then that lovely picture, beginning of chapter 39, God watches over the birth and the growth of a young mountain goat. I don't know how you feel now, but set against that level of knowledge, I wonder whether you feel in any way we can compete with God. I certainly don't. So God knows all creatures. He also knows us. He knows our thoughts and hearts, in fact. Last week, if you were watching that time, we looked at Psalm 139. And the psalm writer David says there, before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. He knows what I'm thinking before I say it. You know my thoughts from afar. God perfectly knows our thoughts. But when people met Jesus on earth, they discovered disconcertingly that he's the same. He knew what they were thinking before they said it as well. At the end of the New Testament Gospel of John, John, one of Jesus' followers, tells how Peter, having betrayed, having denied Jesus three times, meets Jesus after the resurrection, and he's desperate to to show that he loves and wants to serve Jesus. And Jesus says, do you, do you love me? And Peter says, you know that I love you. He knows whether you or I love him before we speak or tell it. Hebrews 4.13 says that nothing in creation is hidden from your sight. All is laid bare before you, before the eyes of him to whom we must one day give account. He knows our thoughts, our hearts. He also knows our actions. Uh, the eyes of the Lord are in every place to see the evil and the good, says Proverbs 15. He sees every action, good and evil. Of course, that's not saying that what I do surprises him. He didn't see it coming. We've just seen, haven't we? He knows my thoughts before I do them. But he watches he shows an intense interest in all that we do good or bad again in john's gospel jesus shows in john 6 64 that long before his betrayal by judas he knows that not everyone will believe in him and some will betray him he knows our thoughts and our actions jesus warns at the end of matthew's gospel that for those that choose to reject his love for them who choose him not to follow him as lord he one day will say i never do you know this a little bit i never knew you he doesn't mean i never had a deep total complete knowledge of you of course he does of us all but he means that if we turn our backs on his relationship of love towards us he will not be able to give that relationship of knowledge and love reciprocally between us. Jesus walks among the lampstands. The churches of 
John's day, as John writes the book of Revelation, says to each one, I know your deeds. And that can be encouraging for us if our deeds are from love for him, or it can be, of course, a challenge if our deeds are evil. So he knows everything. Question comes, how, in what way does God know things? What's his knowing like? It's very different from ours, completely different from ours. God knows all things, all at once, and all on his own. I mean by that, he knows independently. Everything I know, I've learned from a teacher, or a parent, or something I've read on the internet, God knows without any teachers. Isaiah 40, Isaiah says, who has known the mind of the Lord that they should instruct him? God doesn't need advisors and counselors. He knows everything instantly. When I was at medical school years ago, we learned anatomy, the bits of the body, part by part. We learned you know, the arm and then the chest. God just knows everything in the same instant. He knows we call this intuitively. That means he hasn't got to work things out. We've been playing some board games as a family in lockdown the last few weeks. And one of the games we've played is Cluedo. You may know Cluedo. It's where you've got to work out which is the person that murdered someone and where and with what kind of instrument did they do it. And there are six people taking part who could be the culprit. One of them's the murderer. And you it's a process of elimination you work out which five it could not have been until you finally discover that it was colonel mustard we learn deductively by working that out god just knows intuitively he doesn't need to work out because he made us all he knows everything he made it he also knows clearly some of our knowledge is hazy so I know quite a lot about some things, but I know very little about Britney Spears' hits or about the rules of baseball, for instance. God knows everything clearly and perfectly. He knows people perfectly. I don't know if you know who this is on the face of one of the papers this week. You probably recognise him. That, of course, is Captain Tom Moore, 100 years old this week. And I know a little about him. I know when his birthday was, how old he is. Uh, he has white hair and glasses. I don't know much more than that. Now, of course, his family know a lot more than that. But even they will not know everything about him. Every thought, every memory of his. But God does. He knows infallibly, perfectly. And he shows an intense interest in us as he does that. It's not like his knowledge is a spreadsheet with a bunch of facts and numbers, it's a deeply personal, intense interest in everything and every person, you and me. Of course, God doesn't just know in all these extraordinary ways, unlike us. He knows the past and the present and the future all at once. He was there before creation. If you're back in Job 38, you'll see that. Job 38, 4, uh, God asked Job, where were you when... I laid the earth's foundation. God remembers every moment from the moment of creation and indeed in eternity before creation. I'm very, I can't remember where I put my phone down last night, never mind last week or last year or when I was young. But God knows my past, 
he knows the past of every person that's ever lived. And before that, he knows every event from the very beginning of time. He knows the present too. Again, Job 39, verse 1. What a lovely picture. Do you know? Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you watch them? God's watching every moment, everything that happens. See, as we saw in the video earlier, he has every hair of our head numbered, says Jesus. He knows what you're thinking as you're watching this service. He knows when your mind or mine wanders. He knows everything about us. And he knows, therefore, everything about coronavirus. There's nothing he can learn about it. We've got a lot to learn. He knows everything. He knows the grief that it's bringing to us, to some of us. And he knows the good that he will bring through it. He knows the present, what we're going through. And he knows the future. God knows everything that's going to happen. Sometimes I think we like that. We can know, we can see what's going to happen. Parents with small children, your small child starts walking along a, a low wall, balancing precariously. And you say, look, you're going to fall off if you do that. And they say, no, well, no. And you say, well, see what's going to happen. It'll end in tears. And usually as a parent, you are right. It does. God's like that all the time. He knows all that's going to happen. For instance, he knows which of us will choose to believe in him and which will not. Quite a thought, isn't it? He knows once lockdown ends and once churches begin to be able to meet and to be church again, he knows what mission, what new mission he's got ready for us. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? In scripture, he foretells so many things of Jesus's life and death and resurrection and eternal reign. We call that prophecy. As I says, it's one of the signs of God's deity that he tells the future perfectly. God knows everything all at once, all about you and me. What's that mean? Last question. What's that mean? For you, for me, for us today. Well, it means firstly this. Make sure, please make sure that you know Jesus Christ in person who already knows you. Please don't go through your life without coming to know him. Jesus is God's son in human form. He's the author of everything that God has made. He's the character of the story of the bible but also the author of it he's the source of all knowledge as well as the most important subject to know everything that's true of god that god knows perfectly independently infallibly past present future that's true of jesus that's his knowledge only the son knows the father he says in matthew chapter 11 only the son knows the father and those to whom the son Jesus chooses to reveal him. I need to get to know Jesus. He already knows me, but I need to come to know him. And one thing we're doing here at Trinity is we're offering a little course online in a few weeks' time called Christianity Explored. Check our website if you're a member of our church or joining us recently for these services. Check it out and join us. 
to find Jesus. The other thing is, don't try to hide from him. Because it's impossible to do that. He sees our hearts and our thoughts. Jesus wanders amongst the churches of the book of Revelation. He says to them things like, I know your deeds. I know that you are neither hot nor warm. I know everything that you think and do. I can't hide from him, either today or when I meet him in eternity. If I try to approach that moment in my own righteousness, by the things I've done, saying, look, God, look all the list of good deeds I've done. I face nothing but shame and disaster because he knows all the rest of my life as well. Don't hide. Come openly to him. Maybe even as you're watching this service now. Confess your sins to him because he is a gracious, all-knowing God who loves to forgive and make us his children. Trust him for the future. For some of us at the moment, this lockdown is becoming very difficult. For some, we're going through emotional turmoil. Or financially, we are finding it looking more and more tough. Again, Jesus says to another church in Revelation, I know your deeds. I know your afflictions. I know what you're going through. And that you are faithful. When bad things like this happen, we are called, aren't we, not to despair, to throw our hands up in horror at God, but to trust him in the hard times as much as we did in the easy times. To trust his, the Bible word is providence, his foreknowing, his providing, his goodness that always sits alongside his knowing to care for us. Nothing surprises him. And so we can trust him. Set your heart on not what you know in life, but on who you know. It's better, isn't it, to be known by God and to know God in return than it is to know everything that every clever human being has known in every city of the earth, in every age. It's better to know God to have the data of every computer on the planet. This is more precious than anything else. So make that your goal, to know those that you love, to know those in this church family, but to know God above all. Those in Christ have a joy that he knows us, not a fear. There are no skeletons in our cupboards that can come out one day and surprise him. He knows it all. He loves us. He's welcomed and included us by grace. And that's a precious knowledge. Make that knowledge your, your great desire. David says at the end of Psalm 139, search my heart, know me, O God, lead me in the way everlasting. That's what we can pray as we know him. Last thought. Above all, let's ask God to help us to fill our hearts with wonder, with praise at the depth of his knowledge. Paul says at the end of Romans 11, in praise of God, oh, the depth of the wisdom and knowledge of God. He just cannot hold in his head how much God knows, how wonderful and great God is. One writer said it like this, God knows instantly and effortlessly 
all matter and all matters, all being and every being. He said, he knows all desires, all secrets, all thrones and powers, all things visible and invisible in heaven and earth, good and evil, heaven and hell. Let's allow that to fill our hearts with wonder this morning and to fill our lives with praise for his great, great glory. My life changed the day when I was age 17 that I came to understand not only that God knows me just as I am, with all my pride and selfishness, and still loves me in Christ. I came to understand that I could know him in return through his grace. Now, years later, I still know it feels so little of this great, great God, so little. And yet I do know, I know more than I did back then of him because he's been kind and shown himself. I'd urge you to join me on this great search, the greatest search of life to know God better. Because you see, one day, as Paul says, at the end of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, one day, all of us in Christ will know him fully, even as we are fully known. Let's pray now. And I'm going to use, as we pray, a prayer from the Church of England service. A prayer for God to help us to know him better and better. A moment of stillness first for you to respond. Maybe you want to come to him in faith this morning and stop hiding. It may be you want to come to him and say, help me to keep trusting in the hard times to know that you're with me. It may just be you want to praise him. Let's pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen.